The closing event is the Cat Pony Race. The finish line is at the barbecue. So start meandering. Come on. farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Hi, my name is Chuck Gregory. This is the Meandering Podcast. Here, I will talk about hemp and my transition from a full-time job, husband, father, to an independent hemp grower. I will attempt to bring you quality content about my journey growing hemp and anything else that I might think is interesting along the way. You as well, let me know what you think and anything else that you find interesting. We'll keep this a sharing podcast. In this episode, I will walk you through my watering routine. So I have a gallon of distilled water. I put in about a tablespoon of Super Thrive, liquid concentrate by Vitamin Institute. And I have about five drops of Floralicious Plus, super concentrated enhancer. Super Thrive is about a 0.500 Floralicious is a two point, sorry, two zero point eight zero point zero two. All of that together gives me a test. All right, so now I'm going to test the water to see what the pH is after adding. Fertilizer. All right, I'm now at about 3.7, that's got to come up quite a bit. Here I have from Mad Farmers products, Get Up. That is a chemical solution that is going to bring up pH of my water. Uh, I've added all my fertilizer, plant food. pH has been tested, and it is way too acidic. So this Mad Farmer Get Up will bring water back to neutral. 
once it's a neutral, plants will be able to take up the water and nutrients. So I have about six milliliters of the get up into the water. I'm just gonna give the water a quick shake here. With that, I'm going to put my tester back in and see where we're at. About a 5.5, almost there. solution. Give the water a shake here. Let's see what pH is. Okay, so it appears I went a little bit too far. It's coming down a little bit. It was at 7.4. It's slowly dropping down to about 6.7 wait for it to settle a little bit. See where it's at. It's about 6.6 .6 now. 6.67, 6, 6. 6.67, 6.66. So, that, I'm going to drop in one drop of get down. See what that does. I could in a few drops of more distilled water to bring the pH up, well actually bring the pH down just a little bit. I don't have enough room in this jug of water. So I will be putting in one drop of get down. Let's see what that does. Started at 6.8 and it's dropping. 
that and I'll put in about two, three drops. Two drops is all I need to like to see that the water is slightly well, it's more yellow with a slightly green color to it. It's right where we want to be. Right in the middle. back with watering. Now I have a measuring cup where I'll measure out about eight ounces of water for each plant. Now these plants I have transplanted them directly into a bag of soil, partially because I'm cheap and partially because just dealing with the whole soil, pots, bags, all that mess inside the garage. It's a bit messy. So I figured, why not? Why not just ease the transplant shot on these plants by only transplanting them one time from seedling into one big bag of soil. So I've measured out 16 ounces of water it over plant number one. This plant here, by the way, is number six. Sorry. The plant, this plant is number five. Number six didn't do so well. We've got two plants planted in each bag. Number six just stayed stringy didn't really do well, although it did have an issue with water, that will be for another time, but for now, let's just say it was putting in bad water. So I'll measure down another 16 ounces of water, and I put that on plants number two and four. And these plants, they're a T1 strain. They're growing pretty well. Quite the scare when they were seedlings. I'm quite pleased about how they're growing now. I'm now putting in another 16 ounces on plants number 9 and 10. But 10 is not doing so well. 
like plant number six. It just, it sort of stunted. It didn't, it didn't get uh, too damaged by the bad water, but something was done that completely stunted its growth. And now, now that plant number nine is doing so well, he's completely shading out plant number 10. Now putting out another 16 ounces of water onto plants number seven and eight. And they are doing very nice. Seven and eight are fairly, fairly bushy. It's interesting how plants can grow right next to each other. Be completely different. Treat them all the same. Some grow faster than others. Some grow bushy. Some grow thin and tall. It's quite interesting. Number nine here, for example, is putting out large branches out towards the side. It's getting tall looks nice and I'm guessing it will be a bonus or a benefit when it comes time to trellising. We shall see. That's, that is coming up soon, trellising. That will be a new experiment. For another episode. Now I've gone through each plant here, given each plant eight ounces of water, and I'm giving it an additional eight ounces to each plant to fill out the gallon for a total of 24 ounces per plant. said they are T1 and four of them are about 17 inches tall at the moment while one is only about 12 inches tall and the other is about eight inches tall. The shorter plants seem to be doing very well. One of them is very bushy the other one is quite bushy as well, but it's a little bit shorter than it and the other. The real issue is now I have a T1 light setup, sorry, T5 light setup with eight LED bulbs replacing the fluorescent bulbs. This light is sitting currently about three inches, four inches above the plants. 
and that's not good for those shorter plants down below. So obviously it is time to find more lighting. But speaking of lighting, let me, let me tell you about the conditions in this tent. This tent is a 4x9 Vivo Sun tent. It seems to be doing very well. I haven't had any issues with it at all. Out of the box, everything was great. Putting together is very simple. Depending on your location, where you're setting it up. Now that I'm in my garage, it's building tent inside of a garage that isn't 100% clean can be difficult. I suggest watching some videos on YouTube instead of just reading the instructions and going by that because instructions are a little vague. At least on YouTube you can see how different people attempt to assemble their tent. For me, my situation, like I said, this tent is in my garage, and like most people, the garage isn't all that clean. So I actually had to open up the tent and build the pole frame inside the tent and build up from inside out. Now moving over to the thermometer here, we're at 72 degrees Fahrenheit. Yes, I know that's probably too low. It got a little cold here in Nashville last night, and the temperature dropped down a little bit further than I wanted to. I have a heater with a static fan blowing into the room, and I also have an oscillating fan blowing all that warm air throughout the room. Now we are at 26% humidity currently. The low percentage was 23 and the high percentage has been 34. It's been going back and forth in and out there. I need to figure out something to get the humidity up. I have a couple of options and kicking around in my head. We'll see what that ends up being. But it did get down to about 66 last night. That didn't do any damage to the plants. It doesn't look like it did, but then again, it's probably too early to tell. So, moving around to the other side. I'll tell you about here. I've got a six-inch duct fan at the bottom of the tent on one end. That is a Vivo Sun inline fan connected to a Vivo Sun 6 inch air filter, carbon air filter on the outside of the tent. Filtering air coming in, blowing air into the tent and exiting on the opposite end of the tent through the top. And for that is just direct ducting. I don't have a fan to the air out faster. Now I'm sure I have too much air movement for this small of a space. Any of you out there who may be more technical than I, maybe hit me up and uh, give me some pointers. 
seems like I'm moving air out fast enough and it's not it's not putting too much pressure on the walls of the tent. And my thinking is that it will keep any mold or any other issues from happening inside the tent. We shall see. Now for this light, it'll be a little bit more in-depth for you. It's an Agriflex by Sun Systems. It's a T5 high output, 48 inch light with eight, well it came with eight fluorescent lamps and I have switched those out for eight LED lamps. I have a radiator heater in the corner like I said, just so oil radiator heater, perfectly safe, no chance of starting a fire. If it tips over, it's self-contained, it's a radiator. Totally comfortable about that. Well, I guess this will. <clears throat> I guess this will wrap up this episode of watering the plants. And I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. This was my first attempt at a podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments, questions, please email me at podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again. Hi, this is Chuck Gregory here. I'm at the Indoor Growers World in Goodlettsville, Tennessee. I'm here with Sean. How you doing? And can you tell us uh, about your store? Well, we're Indoor Growers World. Uh, we're here at 203 Goodlettsville, Tennessee, um, on East Cedar, uh, 203 East Cedar Street. And we are a hydroponic store, but we deal with outdoor growing, farming, uh, food and agriculture, farm to table, uh, sustainable food, and technology. Um, and we like to educate people. We welcome everybody in here. Um, if you need to come in and, and figure something out, we'll sit down and help you. Um, and, and that's it. You know, we'll sit down, have a cup of coffee, and talk about what you need, and we'll make sure you're successful in what you're doing. Great. Thank you so much. And I just have to tell you that Sean has been so helpful every time I've come here. So I just had to get a quick interview with him. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you. Welcome. This is the Meandering Podcast. Thank you for listening. Well, it's been a while since my last episode. And simply, I've been busy. I'm a father, husband, and I work a full-time job. And actually, if you don't mind the noise, I am actually at work while I'm recording this. It's hard to find time. Just can't seem to find the right time. You know, life gets in the way. And 
apparently there is no right time. So do it when I can get it done. So I'm here to fill you in on what's been happening in the grow tent. I currently have four strong hemp plants growing. They've actually grown so tall since my last update, they've grown so tall, they're into the lights. And that's definitely not good. The tips of them are burning. And before anything traumatic happens, I had to top plants. Let me re reverse here and fill you in a little bit more. That was just the most recent update. Since the last episode, I attempted to trim the plants to grow some clones. I was fairly successful, I think. There was about 21 clones attempted. Two of them straight up died. And there's about two or three that I'm not sure about if they're going to last or not. But other than that, I think they might even be ready for soil because they're starting to turn a little yellow and discolor in the tops of the leaves. I have seen some root growth in the plugs that they are currently growing in. So that may mean that they're time. it's time to put them into the soil, I'm not sure. But you know, this the experiment. It's fun. It's a hobby. And let's see what else has happened. Um, like I said, lots of growth. They grew probably a foot or two since my last update. And they literally, the tops of the plants were touching the bulbs of the LEDs and starting to turn yellow and shrivel. And the whole upper canopy was so, so filled with so much growth that the branches underneath were just starting to shrivel up and die. So before there was anything too traumatic with the entire plant, this morning, I topped the plants, probably took, took about two foot off of each plant and made several clones with those. So now I've probably got about 50 clones in total, including the previous clones that I have attempted. And I'll probably take some more clones after I see that the plant, the plants, all three, four of them, sorry, have shown signs of recovering from this cutting. I don't want to do anything too harsh too soon. And plus, I ran out of plugs, so I'll have to get more from the store. And then once I do that, I can continue trimming the, the mother plants. And Let's see what else has happened since then. Lots of things have happened with the weather. It's been 
difficulty. So it's been a real struggle trying to keep up with the weather changes here in Middle Tennessee. The weather will range from freezing or below freezing during the day for a few days, warm up almost to 70 degrees sometimes. And then rain will come and drop down again to below freezing. So it's pretty wild. Also, I have experimented with shutting off the circulating fan inside the tent. I have an inline fan that's pulling outside air through a charcoal filter and blowing it into the tent. And it's exhausting out the other end of the tent. The issue is I have not been able to keep the humidity inside the tent above 30% at best. So I've experimented with shutting off that fan and kicking up the humidity, but... Cut. The experiment of turning off the inline fans did teach me a few things. I kept the inline fan off for an entire day at first, and then that really taught me a lot as far as the humidity change. Wow, I had the humidity up to 75, I think, percent. It was, it was pretty crazy. And the of course, the walls of the tent were sweating. And it was just very stale, stale smelling air, damp. Didn't like it, very moldy. You can see why mold, how mold gets to be an issue quickly in that sort of environment.